Agents Podcast. First impressions are everything. You've committed to creating more content so that you can stay top of mind with your audiences, from social media to your website to your CRM. But sharing the same piece of content often requires reformatting, resizing, redownloading, and re-uploading. It's too much. And that is why you need Issue. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flipbooks and brochures and more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your creative in an easy-to-view way on every device. Make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. Your content is already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Issue also works seamlessly with tools you already use like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Issue helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free. They also offer premium features that give a more customized experience. Get started with Issue today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code LABCOAT. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast. Use promo code LABCOAT at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast, promo code LABCOAT. Lab Code agents, welcome back for another episode of the podcast. And I've got a different intro today because I put this poor guest through the ringer uh, as it relates to uh, you know qualifying for the show. And if you can see me, I'm putting my fingers in uh, quotations. You know, maybe I think more highly of the show than I should, or hopefully you all think very highly of the show. And so, you know, I made uh, poor Benson here uh, email me like 3,500 times. We went back and forth and talked about his qualifications. And I appreciate that, Benson. Honestly, part of it was part of it is because I get so many requests for podcast guests. A lot of times just asking questions, people just end up, you know, kind of they never respond. And that's kind of my answer. Right. And uh, you responded and I kept firing back with questions and you kept coming back and uh I appreciate that. And, and this gentleman is going to bring a lot of value today based out of born and raised in Denver, Colorado. I don't know if you're still there now. Licensed realtor, investor, and co-owner of a platform called Privy. And uh, Privy is a platform that helps investors you know, f- locate and find investment deals. And I think it's a really interesting platform and I've been looking into it a little bit. Uh, and I'm excited to ask you a lot of questions today, learn more about it. Yeah. But before we go there, let's learn about who the heck you are. Uh, so Benson Juarez, uh, tell us you know, who you are, how you came up in the business, and what led you to where you are today. Yeah, awesome. I, um, I actually appreciate going through the ringer on that. I hadn't had anybody do that to me in a long time. And it kind of goes to prove of like with people that they're, they're distracted by all these like shiny object syndromes, right? They just move on so quickly. And you could have just easily said no. You just been like, you know, sorry, Benson, you don't fit. You know, I don't got the time to do the due diligence. You know, I've got a thousand other things going. So, you know, likewise, I appreciate you following through with the conversation because now that really developed, I think, a good foundation for, you know, some, us to talk about some things. But 
also, I, I do think I have a lot to deliver because I've come from a lot of different disciplines. You know, my uh, I went to school for technology, computer information systems, learned, you know, how to code and, you know, system design. And then, but I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So even from like a young kid, I was always doing entrepreneurial things. And um, I got a lot of my family members is, is like military and, and you know, like um, public servants. And so I went, I went into the military and uh, I was activated after 9-11 and I was spending a lot of time at the base just doing like my normal, you know, duties. But I would have, you know, three or four days off in the middle of the week sometimes. It was all, it was all 12 hour shifts. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this time? And I was listening to some like some CDs from Carlton Sheets. I don't know if you know who he is. Mm-hmm. He's like a, one of the like original gurus back in the day was teaching people how to invest in real estate. And uh, it just really got me interested in the business. So I started to kind of dabble with that. Got it in, um, went and started slinging mortgages at the same time I was going to the base, learning real estate investing, um, started doing my own deals, got licensed as a real estate agent. And then, you know, through all that whole process, I really, what we figured out, my business partner and I, his name is Scott Fall, that the, the process of finding and analyzing, analyzing deals is really difficult. It's really tedious, monotonous. And you opened by saying it's for investors. We actually, when Privy was first launched, we could only sell it to agents. And the foundation of our platform is MLS data. So we went directly to MLSs. Um, the first one was right here in Colorado, RE Colorado is what it's called. And we told them that we really, we wanted to build an automated platform that would help us identify properties that were below market and that we could leverage the, their data to basically comp every property out in the market 24 seven to find opportunities for ourselves and for our clients. And that's where it started was really as to solving a problem for ourselves so that we could scale our business and not spend so much time behind a computer, manually pulling comps, building CMAs, sending these properties to our clients and then convincing them and these people, you know, that they're completely detached from the process, that this is a good deal. And then that thing was really kind of like a whole process and we couldn't scale. But so by implementing this platform that we built, we're able to do way more deals, work with a lot more investor clients. We were able to quadruple the amount of clients that we could work with and do more deals ourselves because of the automation. And so that's that's where we started. I love it. So let's rewind a little bit. And it mentioned in your bio that you had another platform prior to this. Um, I think it was called Clout. And you know, obviously, you were in real estate. So what was your background in real estate specifically? You mentioned you were slinging mortgages. You started to do a few deals while you were still in the military. Uh, but the kind of how did that progress? How did that evolve? And what led you to obviously the first business? Uh, and then what led what led to this one? Well, the the cloud platform was is unrelated. It was through my investment dealings. I you know was able to get some money so I could do uh, angel investing. So I've been investing in startup companies you know for years. And the cloud project was one that I invested in. And um, you know we were able to raise a good amount of money. And so I went out there to basically be part of the operational team to help get it going. Um, it didn't eventually, it didn't take, didn't take form eventually. It eventually we had to close it down, but I was still doing deals while I was in LA here in Colorado, but because I had a great network, it was all virtual. But, you know, as far as like my, my background in, in real estate, so I got licensed to be an agent. I've been licensed now for about 15 years. 
So my angle was to just vertically integrate with, with, in, within the business. So when I was doing mortgages, I'm like, I'm giving these agents 3% of, of all these deals I'm doing. I'm going to go become an agent. So I went and become an agent. I was doing both. So then I was doing those things. And I'm like, well, if I can provide other services, like, you know, doing wholesale deals, you know, then I can give some of these properties to my investor clients. And so we just created a system, an ecosystem where we were delivering value way above what the average company was doing, because I was thinking um, outside the box, vertically integrating, trying to be in that whole ecosystem, using technology as a way to implement and, and actually um, execute our plan. And we, you know, we've had a lot of success doing it, but now we're focusing mostly on the platform. I'm still licensed. I still do deals, but it's, it's making sure that Privy delivers, you know, value to our agent clients or investor clients. We also work with like a lot of hard money lenders. And so now we've expanded out and we're currently in about 25 states with real-time MLS data, but we've launched our platform nationwide through the use of, of a national database of, of um, off-market data, like public record information, owner mortgage information, off-market leads, like foreclosures, absentee owners, vacancies. So all that kind of info is in our system. And then we, we put together a, a strategy of doing and looking for deals that's different than anything else that's out there. I love it. I love it. And so when you say you're still doing deals, I imagine you're not a traditional real estate agent at this point. And I imagine you're probably not doing mortgage anymore because that's a little bit more yep. cloudy than it used to be probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, here in Colorado, we had to choose. So when they, when they came out with the mortgage laws, we, we couldn't do both. So I chose real estate. I felt like it was a better place to spend my time because of, of my investment stuff I was doing. It, it was just more revenue potential deals there on the, on the real estate side of the business. So, so yeah, so that's the path I went and, you know, I'm not doing a lot of deals this day when it comes to like representing clients, you know, I do, you know, two or three deals a year, you know, is all just through like people I know, Yeah. but I'm, I'm still investing. Right. So I'm, I'm looking for properties. Uh, you know, we're looking at Colorado Springs, Kansas city are two markets that I'm very, uh, you know, active in. Um, Denver is really difficult to do anything. It's low inventory, lots of competition. You know, a lot of people, the, the 1% rule, right, for rentals is really difficult to make work here because of the price points. So what, what I'm looking to do next, the next phase of what, what I think I'm going to do as an investor is, is just do vir- virtual investing. Like with, with our platform, I just got done with a demo with a guy and we did a search in um, Indianapolis and Chicago areas. And I was finding, I found two properties that were at, 25% of the after repair value on market that you can run an offer on today. And the algorithm will find those for you. You just have to set it up and make the system do what you want it to do. Interesting. Interesting. So when you going back to what you said, cause I think that's pretty common for a lot of investors and I've been hearing it more and more lately that, you know, the, the serious investors are not investing in their own market. They're finding the right market to invest in. And it's actually quite doable to do that from, you know, thousands of miles, hundreds and thousands of miles away. Oh yeah. So when you, when, when you, de- when you decided to do that, I, I guess twofold, number one, how did you determine the market to go into? That's the first question. Uh, number two, 
How, what does that look like? How do you manage that? Do you have a team of people, boots on the ground in the market? What does that team look like? So start with how you find the market, then how do you set that up? What all do you need to have there? And then we'll take it from there. Yeah, so I would take a, a, a data-driven approach. So I think, unfortunately, a lot of real estate investors who decide to do something that's maybe not in their backyard, they they want to have some familiar familiarity with the area. They want to have, um, you know, maybe like what's convenient, if they could travel someplace or if they've got a cousin that lives in a market or, you know, if they you know went to school someplace, like that's how they choose where to invest because that's what's you know familiar to them. And sometimes that convenience overlaps with what the data tells them to do, but that's usually not the case. So what you should be doing is looking at like, well, what's my strategy? What is my exit strategy? Is it fix and flip? Is it wholesale? Is it buy and hold? Or from an agent perspective, think about what your client's exit strategy is. And then what we can do is we can basically leverage the data that we're, we're mining nationwide and show people where what other investors are actually doing to have success. So we base it off of where the investor activity is. And so for like right now, for example, I could run a search in Privy and I could say, show me every house that was fixed and flipped in the whole US that was purchased and sold and the value went up at least 25%. You can, you can set it up with your filters. And then what we do is we plot all those data points in the map. We create a heat map where you can see where the concentrations of deals are being done. And then the best strategy is to go to where the investor activity is, because a lot of the strategies that investors are doing right now is based off of after repair value. So like fix and flip, wholesale, burr, um, those three strategies are primarily after repair value driven. So for you to have any success in those three areas, you have to be in an area where someone else is doing fix and flips, because that's what drives after repair value, right? So the, the way you can look at it the other way is, is you literally can't prove after repair value if you're in an area where no one's doing fix and flips. So searching in those areas is a waste of time. And I think this is where a lot of agents go wrong is they ask their, you know, their, their investor client, well, you know, where do you want to look? Right. So the investor gives them, you know, five zip codes and say, I want to look here. But that's about as far as it goes from the agent perspective. They're like, okay, great. So they create a drip system in their MLS. They start sending them properties from those five zip codes and just any property, right? Probably the only limitation they have is like price. Anything that's below a certain price in these five zip codes. Well, that, that's a losing proposition in my mind because what you're going to be doing is sending a bunch of properties to this client that aren't deals. And even if you found a property in these zip codes, you're going to have a hard time making the numbers work because you don't have the supporting data in a comp form to be able to prove value. So you're going to have a hard time, you know, getting a loan because the margins aren't there. You don't have fix and flip comparables to use as um, like a template or a blueprint on what you should do to your property. You know, I, I know a lot of um, wholesalers that th there's no buyers in that area. So if they find a property, they have no one to sell it to. I know a ton of agents now that are getting into wholesaling. I don't know if it's this new thing that's going on, but there are a lot of agents that are like, yeah, I can wholesale, right? I'm licensed. And, you know, in city, like states like Chicago, you have to be licensed to wholesale. In Philadelphia, you have to be licensed to wholesale there. And a lot of more yeah. states are, are thinking about doing that. So I think there's going to be a lot more people getting licensed to be real estate agents for the pure reason of that they want to be able to wholesale deals. But 
from that ARV perspective, go to where your deals are at. So I find this concentration of deals. I click in, it drives me into that market. And then I can see every fix and flip that was completed on the map, specifically which neighborhoods are on. It's all represented visually, right? It's not some spreadsheet or a line on a graph going up and to the right that, you know, what is, how does that help me? But I can understand comps. And so I look on the map, here's all the areas, I circle it and I drill, drill down deeper and then I can see every fix and flip. Now, our, we have a CMA built for every one of those. So it pops up, it shows you all the property details, shows you all the before and after. This is what I think a lot of people love the most about our platform is the before and after. So you can see what it looked like before the fix and flip, after the fix and flip. We show you all of the uh, the data relating to the property that's, that's available, like you know how the gross margins, if they added bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage, construction period, days on market, total hold time. But being able to see like before and after, it's like one of those fix and flip shows but without all of the forced drama, like they're always behind schedule and over budget and, you know, somebody falls and trips and they cut away to a commercial. Like, you know, we know that's for entertainment, but when you look on the map and you can see 100 fix and flips in an area and you can see all the before and after, like that's real data that you can use to edu educate yourself on how to do a deal in that local market. Not based off of some guru or podcast or book that you bought, all that theoretical knowledge is not going to allow you to have a successful real estate investment business on the ground in another market virtually. So that's how I start. That's how I find the area. And then you learn that market by re researching the data. And then the next question is, how do you execute it? Mm -hmm. Right. Which is probably, you know, where, where you're going to next. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, so, you know, and let's just say in this case, we identify a city, let's just call it Kansas city because that's what you mentioned, um, which is in my state, by the way, and you, you chose Kansas city. And so now it's like, all right, um, do I need a local real estate agent? Do I need a local GC? Do I find the subs myself? How do I, you know, maybe, maybe uh, someone to keep an eye on the property. Like, what are you doing mm -hmm. in that regard? How does that work? Yeah, you, you definitely want to follow a, a system to be able to, to execute that. And there's a really good book, um, if you don't mind me mentioning it. Not at all. Um, it's called uh, Long Distance Real Estate Investing. It's by a, a guy by the name of David Green. Um, he's a real estate agent. He's based out of Northern California. Um, but he's he basically started doing this virtual real estate investing and built a, a kingdom of properties all across the U.S. by leveraging what he calls the core four. So you build a, a core four foundation for your real estate business where there's a, a system of checks and balances and the, the, everybody holds each other accountable. So if one of those pillars breaks, the whole project doesn't fall apart. So it's your lender, it's your property manager, it's your real estate agent, and it's your contractor. So those four core people are your boots on the ground in that market. Now, this mostly applies to if you're doing fix and flip, right? If you're doing like rentals, you don't need to have all of those pieces in place, but you do want to have boots on the ground. You don't want to have boots on the ground. So I think the foundation of that is the agent. The agent is really the one that you can first make that communication. Um, you want to find an investor-friendly agent who understands how to do real estate deals. And you know, contrary to popular belief, just because you have a designation on your card that says you know how to do it doesn't mean you do. You really want to find investors or agents that have done investing themselves. That's, that's a key piece in my mind because they understand the process. They understand how to run the numbers, you know, what's going on and they can 
identify potential issues before they happen, or they can, you know, help you put strategy together. That's a great way. Now, it, it, for I'm an agent, right? So if I have a client that wants to do a deal in in Chicago, I'll use this as a real real example. I've got an investor-focused agent that I've already built a relationship with, with an agent in Chicago, right? So then what I do is I, I call an agent. I say, listen, I got a client. Um, they're looking for deals. I have the ability to find deals there myself. So all I need you to do is just go walk the property, make sure it's not falling down. It is what I think it is based off the pictures. And I need you to submit the offer and push it to closing. That's all I need you to do. Now, in a traditional referral agreement, you're sending the, the client to the agent and the agent's doing all the work. So it's typically like an 80, you know, like a 20% to the referring agent, 80% to the agent that's doing the work on, in the local market. But with this system, you can flip it. So because you have the two most valuable pieces of that transaction, which is the client and the property, you can flip it around to where you're getting 80% of the deals of, of that transaction. And that agent on the ground is only getting 20%. Because they're just, you know, it's administrative mostly. Yeah. And so th- I've been able to have success doing that by referring clients who aren't, don't want to do deals in Colorado to other markets. But it works for the average investor as well. They use that same strategy. You find that, that, investor, that investor-focused agent in that local market who can teach you the, the subtleties of the area, up-and-coming areas. Yes, follow the comps. The comps is the best way to go. But they might be like, you know what? This house is a great fix and flip. I think it's an opportunity, but you do not want to pull comps on the east side of Main Street. That's a completely different neighborhood. The data doesn't tell you that, but that local person can let you in on that secret. I love that. I love that. I, and I and sadly, I've made that mistake in my own market. Uh, you know, got excited. We, we, you know, I've been in the business for 20, 21 years. Uh, mortgage business side, but you know, we've got plenty of experience reading comps and reviewing appraisals and all that sort of thing. And one of my partners was as well. And so we, we bought a house and, and uh, it, honestly it was, it was timing. Like we thought we had to move quick. We did our own quick homework. The comps in the area were fantastic. And then once we got into it and this was a higher end home for our market, we, and I went to one of my agent friends saying, tell me what you think here. They basically said, you comped it out all wrong. And here's why. Uh, and this is my own market. Now it's not an area that I'm familiar, you're super familiar with, but uh, you know, you would think I should know, right? And uh, big mistake. I made the mistake in my own damn market, let alone thousands of miles away. And I, I can't stress the importance of that enough. We mm-hmm. lost our shorts on that deal uh, because we ended up having to unload and sell it. There was other issues with it as well, but gosh, I, I'm glad you said that because I think that's important to, to say and know, even though as a real estate agent, you think you know this. I thought I know this. I'm as experienced, if not more experienced than the majority of realtors based on my, my time in the industry. Uh, but I screwed up, you know, and, and that happens. Yeah. You get FOMO, you jump too quick, you know. So on that note, because I've made a lot of mistakes in real estate investing. Now, part of our failure in real estate investing was because we were doing our investing in 04, 05, 06. Uh, and you know what happened in 07, 08. Yeah. So we just got our you know teeth kicked in. But at the same token, I, when I think back to those times, a lot of my investment strategy was, was, was caused by FOMO, was caused by the fear of missing out, which is I got to move and I got to move quick. And I didn't take the time to do as much research as I should have. What kind of advice do you have as somebody who's an experienced investor for anybody? Because usually 
and this was me back then, when you're getting into this, you're excited and you want to get your first deal on the books. And now is not probably the best time to be an investor in the sense that it's tough to, you know, it's, it, it's very competitive. Uh, you know, you go to write an offer, you got to be fast. You got to be relatively high, which means you got to have, you got to have the, uh, the resources to do your homework very quickly, or you're going to really screw it up. Right? So what is your advice to somebody like that? Who's getting in or has maybe made the same mistake as me and hasn't quite figured it out. What do you, what do you say? You know, a lot of it is, is education um, and experience that you develop that over time. You know, part of it is also like working closely with your partners, you know, your real estate agent, your contractors, and everybody's kind of sharing information and you're, you're kind of like masterminding. And that's, I think that's really important, but the data is, is, is really important too. Like, you know, tracking investor activity, being able to track a local market um, better than somebody can who's on the ground. And like, you know, you said in Kansas City, like, with the data that I have, you'll I can know that the market better than you do because you're on the ground because of what the data ex- extracts, what we're able to pull out of that. Again, the, the data that we curate is is actionable information you can make decisions on. And I think that's an important piece of it. But what I would suggest, you know, to you know, like an agent or you know, an investor is get more involved in the process. So as an investor, don't rely on your agent to do everything. And agents don't want to do everything, by the way. They don't like pulling comps. They don't want to pull, you know, 50 comps for you, you know, because you found some properties, you're all excited and you're like, hey, agent, comp these out. And the agent's like, oh God, okay, cool. Well, you know, I want your business. I'm going to, you know, pander to you. But then they give you the comps like four days later and, you know, the deal's gone, right? And that's part of the reason why we built Privy was to kind of level the playing field so that agents and investors were on the same level. Well, there was like equal contribution and maybe not equal, but it wasn't as unbalanced. And it allows the investor and the agent to, to speak the, the same language more than like the agent telling stuff to the investor. Like, this is what you should be doing. This is a house you should buy. This is, you know, why here's my lender, like all this stuff. If you're, if you're smart, you want to get the investor more involved in the process so they, they know what a deal is when they look at it. They've comped out their own properties. They, have, you know, they know what, what, a, what a deal looks like because they know what other properties in the area have been purchased for, sold for, how much money they made. And, and, and this points at our, our software again, and I don't intend on just pointing to the software every time, but this is something I learned by leveraging the, the, the technology is it solved a lot of those problems from people from the FOMO situation and investors being 100% reliant on the agent and the agent having to do all the heavy lifting. And, and you probably know this, Jeff, is that like there's like this weird tension between agents and investors. You know, I've literally had investors tell me they hate agents, right? It's ridiculous to hear people say that. But this tension is caused by the imbalance in the workload and the expectations that agents and investors have on each other. And so with us using leveraging the platform, Agents can get the investor more involved in the process. They can take some work off their plate. The investor can now run their business how and when they want to. So if the investor has the platform, they can get in there and they can run their own comps. So if they're driving down the street and they see a house that's vacant and it looks like, you know, the, the grass is overgrowing and mail is falling out of the mailbox. Well, what they would typically do is go to the agent and say, hey, will you pull comps in this house? Or they go to Zillow, right? And they get this, you know, horrible data from, from Zillow. And then they're making bad decisions. 
But what now we do is we pay, we put it in their, their hands and we say, okay, investor, you're now involved in this business, right? You said you want to be involved. You're not a passive investor, right? You're not just taking some money out of your self-directed IRA and say an agent buy a house. These are entrepreneurial investors that want to turn this more into like a business, right? They want to be more involved. They want to be hands-on. They enjoy the process. So now if they want to search for deals on a Sunday night while they're watching Sunday night football, they can. They can run their analysis. They can search comps. They can find the properties. And then Monday, all they do is they just send an email to their agent and say, hey, I found a deal. It's at 25% of the ARV. Here's my price and here's my terms. And that's it. And then the agent just submits the offer. So it creates a really good environment for, for everybody to win and get deals done. That's awesome. So, so tell us a little bit more. You know, you've kind of given us an overview of what Privy is all about. But let's just say somebody says, you know what, I, I want to invest. Uh, I know that I'm not going to, I'm in Denver too, or, you know, I'm in San Diego and there's just not opportunity here for investment. So I gonna, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need this, this platform. Uh, tell us a little bit more about, more granular about what it does for the user. And then, and then I've got a follow-up question to that. Yeah. So what it allows the user to do is get some, well, number one, get some time back because the majority of these types of activities are really monotonous and tedious and they can just suck up your entire day. And, and I think that that's like an opportunity cost thing. Like, you know, they're spending all their time doing administrative work, running comparables. Well, they're, what they're not doing is writing offers. They're not doing showings. They're not going out and, and negotiating deals or going to closings, right? They're, they're spending all their time on non-money-making activities. So that's what we do is we really help people focus in on what's important. Where are is the money-driven activities located? So you can spend your time on that. Um, but it, it also, it's an educator. So, you know, you mentioned like that beginning investor, they're, they have to, a lot of stuff to figure out, right? Well, what does a deal look like? Like how, how much money do I need to make? What percentage of ARV, you know, do I have to you know, get it at? How do I, if I find a deal, like, do I just send it to my agent? What, what else is involved? How do I pay for it? So there's all these moving parts. So, you know, part of what's, you know, goes with our platform is, is the education. Like we do, you know, live training and education. It's part of like helping people execute their strategy. But if you just look at it from a purely software perspective, it's really understanding the local market based off of investor activity and what other investors are actually doing to have success right now. And up to the minute, like if a property sold an hour ago and it was fixed and flipped, we'll have it in our system and they can see what they bought it for, sold it for, how much money they made, all that information. So it's it, the core I think is, is leveraging the data to become a more educated, more informed agent, investor, where you can take action and feel confident about your numbers. I like that. I like that. And, and the reality is, is this, I, I've mentioned first-time investors, but this is just as useful for an advanced investor, especially someone who's wanting to spread wider, right? Uh, maybe mm -hmm. they've focused local, because I think most of us do that in the beginning, but this is an opportunity to allow you the ability to go much further outside of your market and well outside of, of, of your drivability, right? And, and get to that. So, what does somebody do? I mean, you know, is, I, we haven't talked about pricing or anything like that, but, but who is your ideal client? Is it the person that's doing 
just, just wants to do a deal a year? Is it so only, you know, is it people that really, that, that you have to do X number of deals a year? Define who the audience is so they know if this is something that they should look into. Yeah, so I, I think our, our ideal client is uh, a real estate agent who has, who's either working with investors now or they want to work with investors and they're looking for a better way of providing deal flow for their clients, but also basically understanding the business. So it, it's an agent who is like, okay, I want to be an investor focused agent. I understand that having one investor who's got deep pockets and the ability to execute is way better than having five people who are going to just go buy one house. Because if you've got one uh, investor who can execute and has got deep pockets, they could do a dozen deals in a year, right? And you got a couple of those, there's your whole business. And then your job at that point is just to deliver deals, 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 right? So you got to keep those, those hungry mouths fed. And the, the way to do it is through automation. So setting up the automation, the, the searches in the system where it's comping every property out, it's not the basic filters that are in the MLS with just price and bedrooms and bathrooms. It's an actual comparative market analysis on every single property in their target area. So when they wake up in the morning, they go and they look at their email and they see you know, 10 new properties that match their deal criteria for their specific client. But what, what, what just happened is our system eliminated 95 properties that weren't deals that just absolutely didn't make any sense at all because the comps didn't show the margins that they're looking for. So think of all the time they saved, right? Most of the time you're analyzing a deal. No, 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 no. So you spend half your day saying no to properties to maybe find one that's a maybe. Well, why don't you just get a bunch of maybes right off the bat? And then you find that yes or, or the two yeses, you know, that we just sifted through all of the, the mess, right? So an agent who wants to work with more investors or who's looking to get into the investor world, who realizes that spending all of their marketing dollars targeting people who are only going to buy a house every seven to 10 years is not the best place, but finding a way to deliver value and differentiate yourself from the pack, from that agent that does everything, but nothing, but nothing well to really focusing on like, listen, I want to be an investor focused agent. I'm a data-driven, technology-driven agent, and I understand how to run the numbers, and I can deliver massive value to my investor clients and help them make money. If you can get that together as, as a kind of like a, a mantra, like that's, that's your, your vision statement, you can have massive success in this business. It's just a matter of, of executing at that point, and our system helps them do that. Love it. And by the way, it's getprivynow.com. Get privy, P R I V Y now.com. Mm -hmm. Is privy in every single market? It is in every single market. Now, there are different data sources for each specific market. So if you wanted to do deals in Billings, Montana, you're still going to be able to find deals there. You're still going to be able to get um, comps and run properties there. But the data that's in that city doesn't come directly from MLS. So you, what you might do is, you know, we have like a coverage map and it shows all the areas, but um, currently 25 states, we've got real-time MLS data. We've got another 10 or 15 that are already approved that are just in the queue. And I've got another 30 data contracts out for all the other cities in the major areas. So every major city, even second tier cities like, you know, um, Mobile, Alabama, Gainesville, Florida, Wichita, Kansas, like those are being slowly added to. So, 
Yes, you can do deals in every market. MLS data in every market is coming soon. I love it. That's a, kind of a one size fits all. So again, that's getprivynow.com. Benson, what, uh, do you have anything to share in closing? I think this is really valuable. This is uh, obviously just understanding. And I think hopefully either A, if you're trying to get into this or you've already been doing it, I think you shed a lot of light on, you know, how much homework and education they need to be investing in before they start doing this. So you're going to end up like me mm-hmm. and lose your ass, uh, which right. is exactly what I did 15 years ago. So uh, anything in closing that you'd like to share? Yeah, what I would pay attention to specifically is what's coming down the pipe. I, you know, the um, the moratorium's getting ready to end here in a week or two, right? And so there's going to be a lot of people who are in, in financial distress, whether it's people who were renters or it's people that were landlords and they weren't getting uh, rent for the last, you know, 13 months, 14, 15 months. And so if you're looking for a way to kind of break into this and not necessarily focus in on just on-market deals, but think about the off-market opportunities that are there. So there's this term called tired landlords, right? So these are these are absentee owners, people who don't live in the house that own it. They've got renters, or maybe they don't. They've, they've got a, a house that's supposed to be a rental. And many of these people are going to be targets for agents to be able to find properties for their clients, but also potential listings. And so what I would suggest is, figure out a way to target absentee owners, tired landlords, and keep an eye on the foreclosure market in the area you're in. Um, look at you know the potential foreclosures that are gonna start rolling down the pipe. Now, I think that it's not gonna be how it was back in you know, you know, eight, nine, 10, like we were in, Jeff, when it was just like, you were just getting rained down with foreclosures and deals were everywhere. I think, I, well, I know that lenders are way more prepared now. Um, some of the large asset companies are already hiring huge staff to take care of loan modifications and be there to help these people kind of reorganize their loan. There's not going to be as many REOs. But for the agent who's paying attention to the public record data, they can get in there and they can they can get listings, right? With a lot of the markets, like appreciation is like going crazy right now. So people who maybe were in a bad position you know, two years ago, aren't as much in a bad position because they've been so much, you know, appreciation in the last few years. So I would just position yourself to be really you know, educated on your local market, the entire foreclosure process, whether it's a judicial state or whether you've got, you know, a redemption period, know all the laws, figure out a way to, to contact these people, be involved, but most importantly, figure out a way to help them help them get out of those situations so they're not getting taken advantage of by some wholesaler who's going to come take advantage and, and, and still all their equity. Like that does happen. But if you provide a win-win and you could, you know, get a listing, you know, out of it, or you can help that aid, that investor, you know, get out of a bad situation, then I think everybody wins. And there's an opportunity now that hasn't been around for close to a decade. Jeff's the, the area we came out of. This is we're we're coming back full circle to an, a time period that's unprecedented. I think that there's gonna be a lot of opportunity for agents to be involved in that. I love it. I love it. This is uh super valuable. This is great insight. I thank you so much for being a guest on today. I'm glad you bat you powered through. Uh, all of the questions. And uh, it's been great connecting with you again, folks. If uh, you weren't paying attention before, go check out getprivynow.com. Benson, is there another way that they can connect with you online, anywhere, any social uh, outlets? I, I don't spend a lot of time social. How, email, is that okay? Sure. 
Yeah, so um, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me at Benson at teamprivy.com. That's B-E-N-S-O-N at, and then team, T-E-A-M, P as in Paul, R-I-V-Y.com. Fantastic. Benson, thank you again for being a guest yeah. on the podcast. Looking thank forward you. to staying in touch and uh, good luck with uh, good luck with everything. Oh, I appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it was a blast. Appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Agents Podcasts.